Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. 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 Welcome to JasonNewland.com. My name is Jason. This is a daily relaxation hypnosis for stress, anxiety and panic attacks. When I say stress, anxiety and panic attacks, I'm just trying to cover um, like a big spectrum of uh, situations where someone might need or be helped by a relaxation session. Uh, and the other reason I put that title is because I myself used to ex have extreme panic attacks uh, when I was uh, younger. And I still have them sometimes. Uh, I still get anxious, still get stressed and stuff. So I have, I have ways of dealing with those things. Um, but there was a time when my whole life collapsed because of it because um you know this is back in 2002 end of 2002 and it lasted for quite a while but what i learned from that is a few things don't ignore what your body's telling you you may not understand what your body's telling you but don't ignore it so if you're for example, example, if you're feeling dizzy or feeling overwhelmed physically, struggling to catch your breath or something like that, stop what you're doing if you can. If you're driving, pull over. If you're, if you're working and you're doing something and you, you tell your boss, team leader, or if you are the team leader, tell someone you work with that you're taking some time out. Even if it's a case of just sitting down for 10 minutes. And just getting aware of how you're feeling. If you have trouble breathing, if you have trouble with your chest, any pains of anything, get that seen straight away. Unless you know the cause of it. If you know that it's muscle, um, then you know if you know what the cause and it's fine, then that's okay. Or if you've got angina. And you know you just need to take tablets to help that. But find out the cause. Find out if there's something going on other than uh, stress or anxiety or panic. With my situation, I did that. I went to the doctors and was told there's nothing wrong with me. I was told it was just stress and I was put on antidepressants. I was first of all put on anti-blockers, beta blockers I think they're called and antidepressants which I've been on a few times before so 
so if you do going back to if you do have those kinds of feelings take a step back from what you're doing have a break from what you're doing don't just battle through regardless you're not well I say unless you are on the battlefield you know I was going to say you're not on a battlefield or in the trenches or anything but of course some people are there are people out there that are in the armies and the armed forces so unless you're in that kind of situation where you've got no choice but to go forward do stop and take a step back give yourself space you know if you are in the armed forces and you're having these feelings then I would say it's really important to also let other people know and contact whoever your sergeant is or whatever um, because it could be really damaging not just for you for others as well but I'm not here to talk about the military armed forces because I don't know much about that stuff what I am here to talk about is you know panic anxiety stress anxiety and panic they're all intermingled they're all part of the same the same little gift the kind the gift that nobody wants it's a it's a powerful thing it's a powerful package and it's uh it's very unusual because i remember when i first had my first uh panic attack i didn't know it was a panic attack and then i also realized later on that it wasn't the first one i'd ever had i just hadn't recognized what they were because I just soldiered through and ignored it, uh, thinking it was just um, shortness of breath. Uh, you know, I remember I was in a nightclub back in 1999 or 2000, and I was I had to come out because I couldn't breathe. I just put it down to people smoking because I'd given up cigarettes. I put it down to that, and it was I was overwhelmed by the smoke. And I was struggling to breathe, and I'd, but it was not in a, um, didn't have any pains or anything. It was just, uh, you know, and it was a panic attack. And I was all fuzzy and dizzy in my head and, you know, uh, thoughts racing and stuff like that. But with the bipolar, which I have, I have times when my thoughts are racing at a million miles an hour might sound weird considering how quietly maybe how slowly I talk but I don't always talk this slowly um, generally I think this is kind of my demeanor is to be quite slow but there are times when I'm just like or something really you know everywhere but less 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 than before so it's a case to start with I would say of just being aware of where you are that's why some of the mindfulness techniques or um, sessions that I've done so far can help you to be more in touch with where you are because for me I think the things that help me most with the panic attacks the steps that I took I also did some things that actually didn't help and made it worse I did some things that helped I I left the job I was in I'm not sure if that was a very good idea if I'm honest because um, what I did is 
I was also at college at the same time. I was working part-time. I could have stayed working part-time and left college and just got through it. I, I think that might have been the, the best thing. But at the time, I wasn't thinking very straightly, if, if I'm honest. I was, my head was all over the place. And all I knew is that I had these feelings coming up whenever I was at work and everywhere else, really. But it seemed to really be quite bad when I was at work. So I left my job. I got myself a little part-time job, but it was just less hours, just a few hours a week, a couple of days, a few hours uh, in a little shop. But one of the things that helped was meditation. So I got involved in meditation long before I lost that I left my job, you know, because this went on for a couple of years before I left my job. And I found being able to get in touch with how I felt physically, choosing to get in touch with how I felt gave me a little bit more power over it. Instead of the feelings being forced upon me, which is how it felt at the time, it's like suddenly I had all these physical feelings and I didn't know where they were coming from or why they were there. To, to actually sit down on a cushion or in a chair and focus on different parts of my body, focusing on my breathing, not trying to force my breathing to be uh, calm or slow, not trying to force my muscles to be relaxed, noticing my mind, noticing when I wasn't meditating, noticing when my mind did take me off to a different place. Uh, when I'd lost concentration. That really helped. Really helped. And which is why I try and pass it on a bit. I try to include it in the hypnosis sessions that I do. Try and include the mindfulness. I don't call it mindfulness in the sessions, but um, if you look at the oldest hypnotic hypnosis um, script of you know uh, techniques and how to do it from many many years ago and I've got books from a long time ago and they'll say you know look at the different parts of the body individually they don't mention mindfulness they don't mention meditation they don't mention Buddhism or anything like that so you know buddhism's been around for what two and a half thousand years meditation's been around for longer than that um meditation in fact uh, there's documents saying that he, jesus used to meditate he was a, a master of meditation and meditation was used in pretty much all the religions uh, back in the early days and then there's a fine line between meditation and hypnosis when it comes to the alpha, beta, theta ray, you know, parts of the brain, uh, levels of awareness or whatever during the um, hypnotic and meditational time. There's, there's kind of a part where it's kind of shared. We sort of travel down the same road, as it were. So... I guess this is more of a guidance than a than a session today but 
the things that I found, one of the things that I found the most benefit was meditation. I also exercised. And I've always, apart from the last couple of years or so, but I've been quite an um, exercise quite regularly, whether it's different martial arts, whether it's boxing, whether it's running, whether it's in the weights in the gym. I, I like to exercise and try and keep fit um, generally. But what I did during this period is, uh, first of all, I started off in the gym and then I tried to work my way. I started doing Kung Fu, Wing Chun Kung Fu back in 2004. And, and that was during the year when I didn't really work hardly any anything. I just had a little few hours a week. And I focused, just focused on me. Meditation every day, um, doing Wing Chun twice a week. I wasn't eating any meat at all. I was a vegetarian during that time, but that's, I wouldn't say that's related. The only thing I would say about the vegetarianism is I lost weight. Um, yeah, I lost weight. I went down to 11 and a half stone. At the moment I'm 15 and a half stone. So I, I lost, and I suppose I was about 13 and a half before that. So I lost about two stone. So I think that helped as well. But I didn't feel very strong, which is quite weird. I felt quite, not weak, but just uh, still a bit jittery. But that was just you know part of the whole thing, I guess. I stopped eating sweets. I stopped eating um, chocolate, candy, whatever you want to call it. Because I was trying to reduce um, the sugar inside me from pushing my... Uh, level of energy i guess too high and then dropping because with sugar you know it's a big boost but it's synthetic and then it you drop down again uh, the energy wise and with the panic attacks it felt like someone was outside of me was um starting my adrenaline like a you know like a chainsaw but they was just like kickstarting my adrenaline and it just started and bang I was suddenly kind of on uh, focused and completely on edge and everything and this could happen on its own anyway but when I'd eat sugar especially you know I've got quite, I used to quite like eating chocolate and that used to be it I used to be able to sort of like um, have quite an effect on me negatively you know but everyone's different doesn't mean it's going to be the same for everyone I mean it was I actually did go through a period when I thought I, I must be I must be diabetic because of my reaction to sugar but I wasn't it was the panic attacks it was the the anxiety So you got the doing the meditation. I would recommend meditation to anybody and not learning it from me. Um, but going to a place, going somewhere where they do meditation, uh, it doesn't have to be a religious place. Um, 
you may find there's a lot of places or there's at least one place near you where you live that has a Buddhist center and even though it's a Buddhist center you should be welcome to go along do the meditation and then leave um, I'm not saying that they keep you hostage I'm just saying that you don't have to go there to learn about Buddhism it's about meditation and um, if you if you want to get into Buddhism then that's up to you it's your choice I just know that my Buddhist center I was interested in Buddhism as well from a very early age um, but meditation is why I went there the Buddhism was secondary for me it was about trying to get my self back trying to find who I was and trying to gain a bit more control over this it was like some kind of mind gremlin that was uh, pulling my strings I felt like a bit of a puppet being just controlled uh, and not having any sense or idea about what you know how I was gonna feel and um, so I had all this stuff I was diagnosed with panic disorder or anxiety disorder and then um, you know various different things over the years but by you know it did eventually calm down there was one thing that triggered me to actually look at it differently because I know that I was really sensitive it made me more sensitive uh, so I went from not being very sensitive at all uh, to being extremely sensitive it kind of forced me to be sensitive to how I physically felt and I was in this little job I had in in 2004 I don't remember much of the job actually but I remember this one particular time it was in I think August and I was sitting on the internet just googling something or on Amazon or something like that and I felt a vibration in my groin and I went into panic I literally like instantly went into a panic attack I was like struggling to breathe and like really kind of you know just um, thinking I was gonna die or you know really it was quite extreme it was really quick and I realized it was my mobile phone it was on silent so I wasn't allowed to have it ringing loud you know when I was uh, on the shop floor so I had it on silent and it was buzzing it's on mobile phone instantly the panic attack went it just disappeared that's when I realized that actually it's not real it's not really real it feels real and the after effects are just horrible you know I'm the first person to just admit that it changed my life uh, dramatically but at that point and onwards I've still had panic attacks since then and but it's something different I'm not spending all day expecting it like I did before uh, because that was what the trigger was just a tiniest little thing and I went into panic thinking you know that 
vibration in my groin uh, was a sign of something because I went through a phase where my muscles were spasming them in and because of the stress and anxiety and I was kind of all over the place then I realized you know how can I let something like this control me how can I allow a mobile phone ringing on vibration to send me into a panic attack how can I allow that to happen and apart from the fact that it was funny after I realized it was the phone so I kind of saw the humor in it how can we allow other things other people to have that effect on us because it's not fair is it it's not it's not fair on us so from that moment onwards back in 2004 it changed something in my brain a kind of uh, a realization that I wasn't as broken as I thought I was I really just accepted being broke I don't mean financially I've always been financially broke but I accepted that I was emotionally physically mentally just completely um, at the mercy of this unpredictable invisible force called we call panic attacks well actually I'm not I'm not at the mercy of that I never will be at the mercy of it I have had them since but they don't rule my life um, I have stress issues with the bipolar I'm not going to admit I'm not going to like um, admit I'm not going to pretend that uh, everything's perfect and I'm this um, perfectly even and adjusted person with no issues of anxiety or stress or panic which is why I'm doing these sessions because I can transform your life because look where I am look where I am now I'm much better now than I was before which is true I am much better than I was before however I know what it's like to feel stress and I still do at times and I'm on medication for bipolar I have a brain thing a disorder in the brain or not a big fan of the word disorder but you know I'm just uh, I don't mind it saying about myself so much at least I'm not being derogatory against somebody else but it's a brain thing a mind thing it's a mixture of various different things it could be hereditary it could be the brain it could be both it could be caused by you know childhood issues you know by neglect or abuse or whatever it's trauma so there's lots of different ways that somebody can uh, 
be triggered into having uh, something like bipolar, depression, things like that. So I'm less interested in what causes these things, which is what psychologists and psychiatrists, well, psychologists are more interested in what causes them. Psychiatrists are interested in how they can um, numb them down with drugs. Um, both useful things, but I'm interested in how to deal with things with without not just without drugs because of course you take whatever drugs you've been prescribed from the doctor I'm not a doctor um, but this is an additional thing that you can use some people don't take any medication for whatever reason maybe they don't need to and um, so this is for everybody this is for those that do take medication this is for those that don't take medication it's for everybody that has anxiety stress uh, maybe leading to panic and um, those I've said this before but I've seen people laugh at the idea of panic attacks um, and I said to them just like if you knew what it was like of course everything's different for everybody you know we all experience different things differently but I've spoken to enough people who have had anxiety attacks, panic attacks, um, and there is a similarity, there's a big similarity between um, how people feel and the experience of it. And the, the description really kind of matches like a little map, you know, like a little tick, tick sheet. And I say to people who like mock it, say, now, trust me, if you ever had one, you wouldn't mock it. You would, you've got no idea what it's like till you have one. And I guess it's the same for everything, isn't it? You don't, we don't know what something's like till it, we experience it. But I think the worst part of the panic attack is, in a sense, that the sense that there's nothing wrong with you. You know, it's. I don't know just that there's nothing wrong that there's actually nothing wrong with you at all yet you're having all these feelings and you feel ill but there's nothing wrong with you well it's not totally true because if you're stressed and anxious then there is something that needs if there's something wrong it means it needs attention something needs to change which is where mindfulness, meditation, uh, hypnosis, relaxation, massage maybe, uh, yoga, aromatherapy, um, acupuncture, reflexology, um, just you know, dancing even, or swimming. I'm quite impressed with how many things I come up with. But lots of, so many different things that might actually be useful. Even things like doing jigsaw puzzles or doing those uh, colouring in books that are for adults to have for relaxation. Listening to music, playing music. There's lots of things, painting, art, you know, lots of things that can help you to focus on something else.
so you can focus on how you feel but your mind is focused on that it's not focused on how am I going to feel next how am I going to feel next when the next when's the next panic going to happen and all that stuff it's a different mindset so I do you not know, I'd recommend looking at all those different things that you can do because if you are serious about helping yourself to relieve your stress and anxiety then it might take a bit of effort you know on your side um, it might mean getting help you know, getting counseling I found counseling helped I saw I've lost count of the amount of counsellors I've seen actually I've seen quite a few counsellors I actually became a counsellor in order to help myself so I spent three years at university full-time to become a qualified counsellor so that I could um, understand myself better and find a way to deal with this and I wasn't even diagnosed with bipolar till after I finished the course so why I find that funny just all them years and not being diagnosed correctly that's another thing is try and find someone that listens to you a doctor that actually listens someone uh, refer yourself try and get referred to a psychiatrist and it's not about getting medication it's about getting the support and the help that you may need um, it might be going to a bipolar support group if you're bipolar or um, a group helping with people with panic attacks it might be help with diet it might be help with it might be helping you get a free pass to the local swimming pool if you haven't got any money to pay for it um, you know it could be lots of different ways around uh, helping yourself so that you're not just doing it on the internet um, so that you're doing more you're active being physically active really helps with stress anxiety and I can't offer that here of course when you're listening to me there's no physical activity uh, I move my arms around I probably lose about a stone every time I've done a video because I move my arms around so much but um, I don't know why why I do it the thing is it's not a one pronged approach it needs to kind of as many ways as you can all aiming at the same thing can help so if your aim is to reduce stress to increase relaxation you can do lots of different things you can listen to my sessions of course that's why I'm here you can also maybe go swimming once a week see your doctor and try and get um, sent to a specialist try and get uh, some support you know maybe counseling something like that so you can talk about what's going on and some people don't realize the benefit of that there's a there's a lot of people that would sort of 
And I know people that say that to me, which is, I'm probably not the best person to say it to, considering I'm a counsellor, but they just, they say that, oh, what's the point in just talking about stuff? Well, you only know if you try it. You know, it's it's not for everybody. Not Nothing is for everybody. Um, but just do what's necessary, what you can to help. Maybe look up meditation in your area. And if you feel, if for every reason you don't want to go on your own, maybe go with a friend or a family member. Get some support with that. And it gives you, it's like a, a double, a double benefit really in a sense if you're getting out of your home you know you're going to be around people and you're also going to be learning meditation which can transform your life and it's also something that you can do at home once you've learned it and it's very easy to learn you don't need to go to um, a meditation center to learn it but the benefits of being in a room with other people that are meditating is actually uh, quite amazing it's like quite a powerful thing that energy uh, we all we are is energy so we are connected all of us especially when you're in a room with 20 or 30 people all meditating there's there's a lovely atmosphere there and you may find that your meditation is much easier when you're in a group. So it's nice to have that um, opportunity just to get out, be around people. You'll make new friends. Maybe your friendship with your um, the person you go with will become stronger as well. And then maybe also you'll realise you're getting out more. And you like being out more and you discover more about yourself and it can lead you to a different life a lot of people you know will have their life transformed by going to meditation or by going to yoga by going swimming every week or every twice a week because whatever you do then leads you in a different direction doesn't lead you from the path that you're aiming at if you've got an aim if you've got a goal doesn't lead you away from your goal if your goal is to I don't know whatever it might be um, to write a book if your goal is to write a book it doesn't change that it'll, it'll increase your capability to do the things that you wish to do in the future your life will improve that's my suggestion in this my hypnotic suggestion your life will improve but it will I've experienced it I've done it and even though with the diagnosis of bipolar I would say I'm in a better place now than I was back in 2002 2003, 2004 in some ways the 
kind of like to be younger again. But, you know, not, not a lot I can do about that. I mean, my personal um, suggestion for a secret of, I don't know, changing your life or... It's not a secret, but... There's a feeling that I believe, and maybe it's just me, don't think it is though there's a feeling that you will get from helping other people that you'll never get anywhere else and I'm not just talking about helping your friends or your family that's the thing that most people would do anyway I'm talking about doing something specifically to help others which is why I do the hypnosis stuff and I get a great deal of not always, but sometimes a great deal of satisfaction, especially when someone posts a video, uh, like today, uh, Boston Chicky posted a video uh, on my on her Facebook page, included me in it, and it was one of my videos, but she posted a comment saying how she'd been driving in her car and had some anxiety, something like that, and used one of my techniques, and pulled over, used one of my techniques, and it helped. So that... Uh, a message like that actually sets me up for the day. It feels nice to know that what I'm doing is useful. And I've had lots of comments from people saying that they listen to my videos every single day. Uh, some people use them to get to sleep, other people use them for different reasons. Um, sometimes I don't hear about it until I've actually deleted one of my, my channels and then they start emailing me and saying, where's your, where's your videos now, where are they gone? which means I have to leave the, the videos up. I can't, can't remove them because people rely on them. But I realize this hasn't been like a regular daily session. So, you know, where I've like closed your eyes, not asked you to close your eyes and stuff. But I thought it might be useful just to share with you a little bit of my own experience of stress and anxiety and I've only barely touched on the subject for how it's been with me um, but with the panic attacks especially that was I didn't want to go into details the gruesome details of how I felt and you know ending up in hospital and uh, the accident emergency ward thinking I was having heart attacks and that happened at least twice and Well, that was horrible but you know what two things it gave me I felt guilty I was I was laying in the A&E I was put you know at the head of other people that were waiting because I'm in my 40s and I'm having no, I wasn't in my 40s it's actually it's happened I think maybe three times it happened a few years back as well when I was in my 40s so I've gone straight through to be seen because I'm you know, middle-aged man with pain and some um, chest pains, so I get seen quick. And I'm sitting there on the bed, and opposite me is an elderly couple. You know, very, very elderly. Uh, I think it was uh, the woman's on the bed, and the man's sort of next to her, her husband, I guess. And she looks really ill, like she's you know possibly coming to the end of her life, or as 
you know, very ill. And I felt really guilty because I was taking up a bed. And they, she clearly needed the bed and I didn't need the bed. And I wasn't in bed, but I was on top of one of the emergency beds uh, in the ward. And I did start crying. Like I had to stop myself from like howling, but I was kind of started crying just because just before that, um, the doctors said I was fine, I was okay. They gave me blood pressure and they put me on a machine for an hour or something to check my heart. And they told me I was okay. It was uh, anxiety, probably panic attack anxiety. But what it also gave me in retrospect is compassion for people going through what I went through. Compassion for people, um, firstly, or just, yeah, people that are going through uh, panic attacks. Because the problem with it is not knowing if it is a panic attack. So it's kind of deciding whether it is or not. Um, but that's where the mindfulness relaxation all of those kind of things can help with that um, and another time although I didn't have a panic attack I was ill for a, nearly about 10 months I was ill uh, back in 95 end of 94 95 and I was, I had bleeding out of my, one of my orifices, I, just, I don't want to really go into details, but I had pains in my stomach every time I ate, every time I did anything, I was basically, it was just going right through me. I was ill, I felt ill, I was like cramping in my stomach and for ages I was on medication, all kinds of things and kept going to the doctor every couple of weeks the doctor just didn't know what to do in the end I had ultrasound I went to the hospital and there were ultrasound in all my major organs and they stuck a thing down my throat camera I did that first actually and then to see if I had ulcers or anything was going on down there that was horrible and um, and then they gave me a blood test and they said you know they were looking for something serious which they shouldn't, I don't think they should have told me that because uh, that was quite a long wait when I got the blood test to have to go back and get the results but I had to go back and see two consultants, two doctors in there and I, I was just waiting to you know, be told bad news I didn't have any support, didn't have anybody with me to hold my hand as it were uh, so I didn't have any support on that and they said I was fine must be stress I started laughing, I just couldn't believe it. I just, so all this time it's because I'm stressed that I've been ill. I was really ill, really, never felt like that before, not for that period of time, it was absolutely awful. And uh, they gave me antidepressants and within a short time, the pain stopped, I put on weight, I put on about half a stone, I felt healthier, and everything just went back to how it was. 
I felt fine. Or fine, I was a bit tired and I didn't I didn't like the antidepressants, but I was a bit tired, which has always had an effect on me that way. But I wasn't ill. And that's the first time I realised that stress, how stress can have such a huge effect. Um, I'm not ex I'm not exaggerating how ill I was. It lasted for a long time. I wasn't working either. I couldn't work. So yeah, it's a. Uh, that's why it needs to be addressed. That's why I do these sessions. I realise I've waffled on. I'm sorry if I've waffled on too much, but uh, I think it's important also f to acknowledge what's going on and to realize that there's more available than uh, what I offer you know than, than hypnosis there are other things uh, as well that you can use that I would recommend if I was counseling and you were my f my client I would probably before hypnosis I would say yoga or meditation something that connects your body and your mind so you focus on both I know hypnosis does as well the way I do it um, because I very much focus on the body and the mind and that's the whole point of why I'm doing it because it's to help you to integrate those feelings and to be aware of those feelings so that they don't control you you know anymore so that you can have more ability and flexibility to just be with yourself and at the same time be able to have control over what you do and how you think and you know to be at ease to be relaxed to be calm and hopefully to be happy that's what I'm aiming for here uh, and that's why I'm going to continue to do these every day until I'm old and grey well I'm already getting there so um, but I'm going to continue doing these because the most important thing I could do in my life is helping other people it might sound conceited it might sound pretense I don't know but it's true there's nothing more important for me to do in my life than to help other people the only real way that I can help other people is by doing these videos uh, in a to help a large larger audience as the audience grows that is and at the moment the audience isn't big but it will grow um, in the past I've had you know quite a big audience over the years it's just a it's a new channel so I'm kind of growing it again it's like a baby cucumber it's growing every day so I wish you well and I've, I've rabbited on I do have a tendency to do that it's the only thing that I can do it's just what I do I struggle to do short sessions um, when I first started doing these daily relaxation hypnosis sessions my plan was to do 10 minutes I just can't do 10 minutes uh, I don't know why I just I'm just a waffler so um, it's not for everyone, but if you if you like what I do, then you know I appreciate your support. 
Um, so I'm going to go have a really good day or a really good sleep, whatever you're planning to do. And I kind of feel I should put a head into this video talking about bipolar and panic attacks and stuff. So you kind of know what it's, uh, what it's about, but the heading is already quite long for the um, session. So I'm just going to leave it as being a number, whatever day it is, day nine, I think, number nine. So take care of yourselves and I wish you, you know, all the happiness and just see you tomorrow. Thank you. Goodbye.